Jacob recognized, he says, it's the smell of my son Esau, but it's the voice of Jacob. So they had a problem there. But obviously, you know, he fell for it, as you well know. Verses 18 through 25. So he went to his father and said, my father, and he said, here am I, who are you? my son. And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit and eat of my game. We know that it's not game. It's a kid, two kids from the flock, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord your God brought it to me. And then Jacob said, Isaac said to Jacob, please come near that I may feel you. There's the sense. One of the senses. My son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and felt him and said, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy, just like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. And he said, you are, are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. He said, bring it near to me and I will eat of it, my son, so that I, my soul may bless you. So he brought it to near to him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank. There's three lies in this deception. Jacob says, I am Esau. You know, he isn't Esau. He's, he's Jacob. That's lie number one. Number two, the Lord your God brought it to me. No, he didn't. It was in the flock. It was the goats. He was saying, you know, God blessed him on his hunt right away. And the third lie was, I am Esau. That's a direct lie, as you well know. Jacob's voice, though, is betraying him because I guess he couldn't under, he couldn't imitate you know, Isaac's voice, or not Esau's voice. Why does he, why doesn't he wait to investigate? I don't know. Maybe he's afraid he's really going to die really quickly, but he, he, uh, he, he, he gives a blessing soon here, just soon after. Here's spiritual lessons for us. Don't be mastered by your appetite. We learned that from, from Esau. We learned it from Isaac right here. In this, in this passage, do not be mastered by your appetite. And that means your fleshly appetite, your fleshly appetite. You know, I have a saying I always say, my good friend Leaf, who's with the Lord now, used to tell me all the time, patience is a weapon that will force deception to reveal itself. If Isaac would have just waited a little bit longer, he would have found... This was a deceptive plan. Okay? Patience is a weapon. It's a weapon in your arsenal, Christian soldier. It's a weapon that you can use. Patience is a weapon that will force any deception to reveal itself. You just wait long enough and God will show you. Or it will be revealed. Here's the birthright blessing, verses 26 through 29. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his clothing, and he blessed him and said, There's the smell, the sense of smell being be used deceitfully. 
Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren. Let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. Here's the first of the three kisses of treachery. Jacob kisses Isaac in the scriptures. Jacob, Jacob here is kissing Isaac as uh, deceiving his dad as he's Esau. We know that Joab in the Bible, who uh, was David's uh, general, he kisses Amasa, okay, just before he kills him. If you remember, Amasa was was one of David's generals that went with Absalom when Absalom tried to revolt against his dad. Joab, you know, could not forgive him. David did forgive him and brought him back in as a general, but Joab kisses him with de deceit, and Amasa didn't see that the, the, uh, the dagger that he had in his hand, and he sliced him open right there, and he died. These are kisses of deception in, in the scriptures, and you know the last one. Judas kisses our Lord Jesus Christ as, as he deceives him and betrays him. Isaac now blesses Jacob, and, and he inherits the spiritual blessing just as God said in Genesis 25-23. God said it, it will happen. Why did, did Rebecca take this on herself to make this plan? She should have just let God take care of it. He gets the blessing, but it comes by deception. It will carry a cost to Rebecca, and that cost, remember she said, let the curse be on me? She had to send Jacob away because of it, because Esau was going to kill Jacob, because she heard that vow also. Listen, she had to send him away, and he went away for 20 years. He never saw his mother again, nor did his mother Rebecca see it cost Rebecca her favorite son's presence within the family. And that is hard for any parent to take. It goes on even today in our families, as you well know. It's not good to do the right thing the wrong way. It's just not good. It's not the way God would have it. You will pay a heavy price, and Rebecca paid a heavy price, never seeing her son Jacob again. Five ways this, this, uh, this uh, deception of price is paid. Number one, the family is ruined. It's big time, um, big time, deception and dysfunction going on in this family. Jacob flees for 20 years, number two. Rebecca will never see him again before she dies. That's number three. Number four ways the, the price is paid. Esau hates and vows to kill Jacob. We didn't get to verse 41 yet. He vows to kill him. And then 
we see in uh, the number five, Esau's sons, the Edomites, become the arch enemy of Israel. The Edomites. Esau is the father of the Edomites. Do you remember the last known Edomite in the Bible? Any of you know? It's all the Herods. All the Herods were Edomites. See, it cost big time. I wonder, number six, how Rebecca and Isaac's relationship was after this. Because she really uh, messed up. But I think, hopefully, uh, Isaac would have repented because he knew what God said. And he was doing the opposite of what God said. He was giving the blessing to Esau because he was his favorite instead of going with the one God said. The older will serve the younger. And he knows that that meant the birthright. And he deliberately disobeyed God on that one. Esau gave it away, and it's a good thing because this man would have never carried on the spiritual birthright of the family. We know Jacob will as time goes on. I have a, a study that I've done, and I've, I may have taught it here, but there's 10 steps to, to Jacob's spiritual development. Right now, Jacob is not spiritual whatsoever, as you can well see. He's one of the guys that I use in my study on born-again people in the Old Testament. He's one of them that I use. He's, first of all, he's the devising brother. He, he you know, he... He devises to deceive his, his, um, his brother along with his mother. He's a deceitful son. You know, he's, he's tricking his own father, Isaac. He's not really a spiritual man at this point. When chapter 28, when we get to, to him, we'll see him dreaming of heaven as a pilgrim in the land, and you'll see the ladder going up to heaven and the angels descending upon that upon that ladder. He also turns out to be a love-struck suitor and marries his cousin Rachel. Um, he's a frustrated family man because he has Rachel and Leah as wives. He loved Rachel. But Leah is the one who birthright Judah, who, who gave the birth to Judah, who is in the line of Judah. Leah is in the line to, to uh, the bloodline of Christ. See, Jacob wanted, wanted Rachel, but God wanted Leah. Same thing here. Isaac wanted um, Esau to get the birthright, but God wanted Jacob to have the birthright. He was very enterprising um, um, employee as he worked for his brother, brother his, his uncle, really, Laban. He's a determined wrestler because he wrestled, you remember, the angel of the Lord? And he was, he, he, you know, he was crippled in his hip and walked with a limp ever since, but he fought with the angel and he held on and he, he knew who the angel was. And he said, I'm not letting go until you bless me. And he did bless him, and God renamed him there. His name went from Jacob to Israel, which means governed by God, which tells me that in that experience, he most likely was what the New Testament people would call being born again 
and realizing who God is. He's an enraged father because his son Reuben goes into his own handmaid and lays with her, and he loses his birthright. He's an enraged father because because Simeon and Levi devise a scheme to circumcise the Hivites who raped their sister. And when they were, were being circumcised, they went in and massacred them by, with the sword and killed them all. And they lost their birthright, which moves it to the fourth son, who is Judah. And now we see the Messiah will come from the lion of the tribe of Judah. He then becomes the obedient patriarch. He destroys all the idols, and he goes back to Bethel. And then we see him later as the sorrowing saint, as he buries his wife, you know, uh, Rachel, and his dad, Isaac. So, you know, interesting study on, on Jacob in the scriptures. Um, but he does carry on. The sp- I brought that all up just to show you that the spiritual birthright was carried on and Jacob did repent and, and stir, serve God in his later years of life when he was renamed from Jacob, from deceiver, from subplanter, from heel catcher to governed by God. Don't you wish you were governed by God? I hope we are, all are. Most of the time, I think we're governed by God. (laughs) Sometimes we get out into that flesh area, you know, where the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and and so that we don't do what we want to do, but sometimes we do it anyway. That's what Paul was saying. Oh, he's there saying, Paul, Paul said, I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do. Then he goes on later on in that chapter saying, Thanks be to God who gives me the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Verses 30 through 40, Esau's sadness will show you that it's really not repentance. Now it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob was scarcely gone out of the presence of Isaac, his father. You see, it's almost intersect one another that Esau, is, his brother, came in from hunting, He also made savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that your soul may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? So he said, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. And Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who, where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I blessed him. And indeed, he shall be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? Remember, it means, for he has subplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and he's taken away my blessing. And he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said to him, Indeed, I have made 
him your master and his brethren I shall give to him as servants with grain and wine I have sustained him what shall I do now for you my son and Esau said to his father have you only one blessing my father bless me also O my father and Esau lifted up his voice and wept and Isaac then Isaac his father answered and said to him behold your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of the heavens by your word you shall by your sword you shall live and you shall serve your brother and it shall come to pass when you become restless that you will break his yoke from your back that's the blessing for Esau and we'll get into a little bit of that verse 33 tells us the blessing was given and cannot be taken back he already he can't give this verse away and give this blessing away and then take it back it indeed will take place he cried with a, in verse 34 and verse 38 Esau cries with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and he lifted up his voice and wept important here is that Esau's sadness is not true repentance Turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 15 through 17. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and by it many be defiled, that there be no immoral or godless person like Esau who sold his birthright for a single meal. This is God's word. That's what it says. Godless person like Esau. That's why I believe the birthright went to Jacob. I think God knew his heart all along. It's not true repentance according to Hebrews. He found no place for repentance here. Just sadness or remorse, just like somebody else we know. Remember him? Judas. Judas. He was sorry that he turned Jesus in and betrayed him, but he wasn't repentance. He was remorseful. Esau thought this, this blessing was, was something to possess for his own benefit, to increase his own self. He thought nothing of honoring God with it, according to these verses. Jacob at least was seeking God, or he wouldn't have found God. Because the Word of God says, Seek me, and you shall find me. The birthright blessing is the spiritual leadership of the family. Here's what Hebrews, oh, I already just read it, you know, there's, for he found, that's Esau, no place for repentance, written in the New Testament, though he sought it diligently with tears. The bottom line, Esau, like Judas, had self-centered pity, self-centered pity. They were remorseful only. Isaac prophesies over Esau, here it is. 
four prophecies concerning Esau's, Esau's descendants, the Edomites. Number one, they will dwell in deserted places. The verse is there is 39 of this chapter. Your dwelling shall be away from the fertility of the land. We know that the Edomites, according to Scripture, uh, dwelt in the mountains around the Dead Sea. Okay? Obadiah 1.3 tells us the Edomites dwell in the cliffs of the rocks, as does Jeremiah 49.16. So this is fulfilled with Jacob's blessing on Esau. Number two blessing, they will live by the sword. That's what verse 40 said, by your sword you shall live, and it's fulfilled. They were generally violent people. Ezekiel 25, 12 through 14 shows us that they were vengeful to Judah, to the northern, to the southern tribe of Judah, the, the Edomites. Jeremiah 49, 17 through 19 says that they were cruel people. God will ruin them like Sodom. No man shall remain living there. And as I told you, the Herods, we lost track of all the Edomites who are done after Herods, around, uh, after Jesus walked the earth. There's no more mention of the, of the Herods. They were all evil, by the way. I'll, I'll just bring that, I'll bring a few points into that before we end. Number three of the blessing, you shall serve your brother. It's fulfilled. David's su subjected. King David, years later, subjected Edom, and they lived under David's control until they rebelled, which is the next point. It says, you shall break his yoke, and that was fulfilled in 2 Kings 8.20. 150 years after David, they broke off of, of, of David's um, command. Herods, the Edomites, they were evil people. You know, the Herods, Herod the Great, you know, the son of Antipater, he was an Edomite. Um, Jude, Jude, Julius Caesar made him persecute, procurator, I got it, of, Ju of Judea in 47 B.C. He died in 4 B.C. Does that tell you something? It tells you that Jesus was born back before Herod the Great died. Because he's the one that uh, that uh, tried to stop um, Jesus. Anyway, he was so cruel. He in seven B.C. he killed his wife Mariamne and his two sons Alexander and Aristobulus due to his paranoia. You know his other three sons. They're in Scripture. Herod Antipas. Archelaus and Herod Philip. Herod the Great was the one who slaughtered the Bethlehem baby. So we know Jesus was born before 0 A.D. That puts him a little bit older than 33 years old, doesn't it? That's another scripture that I, I don't want to get into it with people, but I think Jesus was older than 30, 33 years. He took ministry at 30. 30. That's when he was went into ministry. We think he, he lived two and a half, three and a half years later, um, three and a half years after was crucified, but I'm going to say that would put Jesus at least 
37, 38, 39, even 40 years old. Because that, you know, A.D. and B.C. are documented in time. So, he slaughtered the Bethlehem babies trying to kill the Messiah. Herod Antipas, his son, who ruled the north, you know, he was the one, he was rebuked by John the Baptist, as you well know. And he's the one who killed John the Baptist. Herod Archelaus, you know, he succeeded his father, you know, um, Herod the Great. Um, he was the reason why the dream came to Joseph to not to go to Galilee, and so he went to Judea instead, which tells us that Jesus would be a Nazarene. Not a Nazarite, a Nazarene. Nazarite was like Samuel was a Nazarite. Uh, Samson was a Nazarite. And no no um, scissor was the razor was to cut their hair. You know, they were to drink no wine. Okay? Jesus was a Nazarene. So a lot of people think Jesus had long hair because, because he was a Nazarite. He wasn't a Nazarite. He was a Nazarene. That's a difference. Philip Herod, you know, he was a tetrarch of the north. Um, he was an evil man also, as you well know. Um, and he ruled. He was, uh, was Herod Philip. Okay. So they were all evil men, and we lose track of them after 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 this oh here we go Herod Agrippa remember him he's the grandson of Herod the Great he was the one that killed James the Apostle in Acts chapter 12 had him killed with the sword Herod Agrippa the second uh, he's the one that Paul appeared before and remember he said to Paul in such a short time are you going to persuade me to be a Christian you know these guys were evil, but we lost track of them. They've been wiped out, according to what we just read in Scripture, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Isaac's prophecy for Esau and Jacob are acts of faith. It says in Hebrews 11:20, "By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come." By faith. Evidently, Isaac let go of his own agenda and uh, followed uh, God's plan, which was uh, told to him in the beginning. Esau shows his true character in verses 41 through 46. Let me read it for you. We're almost done. Um, Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of... The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of Esau, her older sons, were told to Rebekah. And she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Surely your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you by intending to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to my brother Laban in Haran, and stay with him a few days. <coughs> Excuse me, and we know that ended up about twenty some years until my brother's fury, your brother's fury, turns away. Until uh, yeah, turns away from you, and he forgets what you have done to him. And I will send and bring you from there. Why should I bereave the both of my sons in one day? And Rebecca said to Isaac, "I am weary of my life, my life." Because 
of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, like these who are the daughters of the land, who Esau married, what good is my life? So he was using a good excuse. I cannot have Jacob marry a Hittite. Because Esau's two wives were a problem to them. So uh, we'll end it there. We'll end it there. And if there's anything to make up next week, I'll make it up. Um, some things that I might have missed because this, this is a long chapter, 67 verses in a chapter. And uh, I think we did, I was hurrying along pretty, pretty fast. So we might clear up a few things next week. But uh, we'll end it here. This is important. The birth line passes to, from Abraham, Isaac, to Jacob, and now we see the three patriarchs of Scripture. We know that Abraham was a man of faith. We know that Isaac was a man of faith also. We studied that chapter, you know, when when uh, Rebecca was brought to him. Um, no, Re yeah, Rebecca. And then we saw Jacob. You know, we're going to see him as we move on. He's going to be wrestling with the angel of the Lord, who is none other than a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ in the Old, in the New Old Testament. So we'll see that later. All right, let's close. Father, thank you for this night. Thank you for this. A lot of, lot of insight, Lord, into your word here tonight. Bless it to our hearts. Let us take away what, what it is that your Holy Spirit would have us take away and let us apply it to our lives so that we could serve you, Father God. So we put this in your hands in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. God bless the church. I love you all. Don't forget, ladies, tomorrow night, Bible study, 715. Men, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Church, Sunday. Turn on your computers out there and tune in. Amen. Amen.